This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome to Era Biscuits. I'm Rhett. And I'm Link. Our guest on this week's show is the one and only Philip DeFranco. Had quite a conversation with Phil that you're going to enjoy. If you enjoy uh, amazing life details of narrow escapes from death mm. and just crazy happenings. Narrow this, escapes from weird relationships. This guy has lived quite a life, and we had quite a conversation with him that we're, we're anxious for you to hear. And he just got engaged, talking about mm-hmm. uh, what he thinks of marriage, you know, what we think of marriage. Okay, you know, mm. buckle up for that. But so, first, I did want to ask you uh, if you thought that we, me and you... You're asking gonna, me, not them? Yeah, we're going to go surfing uh, tomorrow morning because we've been going... A lot of people don't know this. We haven't been talking about it. Uh, we've been going every week for the past month. month. And then we, we took two weeks off because we got too busy. And, and I think it's going to happen up, again. Stand up paddle boarding slash surfing. Yep. Basically trying to teach ourselves to surf at Will Rogers. Don't, ta- uh, don't tell them where we're going because oh, they might show up and oh, they try would to be give, embarrassing. Us, give My, us lessons yeah. or something. It's funny because I was trying to say teach ourselves to surf when no one's there so we wouldn't be embarrassed. And here I am saying where it is and Yeah. What, well they don't know what tower we go out to and they don't know what time we get there. And and we didn't mention the masks that we wear. That's right. That make us look like mermen. Um but yeah, I'm I I have a hankering to go back. I am over my injury. Uh you cracked a rib. I I yeah. I mean I thought it was just a bruised rib, but then you know, after three weeks, it doesn't feel any better. That's a cracked rib. You, I mean, can you take a deep breath now, and does it still hurt? No, I, I'm recovered, which means I can go out and re-injure myself. Okay, so uh, I'm ready to do that. Yeah, so it's uh, a. Admittedly, it's a little bit dorky. Uh, two uh, grown men out there on these very large boards. I think it's cute. Falling, falling down uh, quite a bit. I was. I, I got to say, I did have a very self-conscious. Uh, conscious moment because we got out there and there was a high school surfing class that was occupying the same strand of beach and um there's all these high school girls out there i noticed that you moved down the beach once they really started coming in i was like i don't want to be around these high schoolers i know how it is in high school they're going to start bullying me they're going to make fun of me the tall guy in the wetsuit on the stand-up paddleboard they're on the cool surfboards who can't surf I stayed down there I saw that. where they were. Until and you then fall off your board a few times. After I embarrassed myself, I decided to paddle. I did the paddle of shame yeah. past all, all the high schoolers. Yep. And at one point, these two high school girls heckled me. Yeah, I, I saw that and heard it. And they, they said, hey, paddleboarder. And I hey, was like, paddleboarders. And I was like, good morning. What, what are you... Are you a group or something? He said, we're a class. We're learning to surf. You Maybe you would want to get a real surfboard. Heckled me. And I was like, well, I didn't know what it's like. I know you they are, but that? what am I? They did. They said that, that you should get a real surfboard? I said, why, why don't I you heckle someone your own age? Well, I, I just didn't have a good response. Yeah. Well, that's I'm what, sure if there was a camera there, I would have had a great that's response. That's what the paddle is for. It's paddling high schoolers. I don't know. I didn't know that you heard that they heckled me because you didn't say anything. You didn't. You, why was, didn't you yell I out was, like, "Hey, leave my friend alone"? Because I know my place, man. 
I, I was outside of the break, uh, and I was like, I'm going to You were right there. I'm going to stay out of this. He's being made fun of by high schoolers. I'm going to watch and laugh internally. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it later. That's what I was thinking. We'll talk about it later. It, you could have stood up for me, man. Okay, tomorrow, if, if they if they say the same things, I'll stick up for you. Be, don't talk to my friend, guys. Like what you did to John Carson in uh, yeah, that's third right. grade. John Carson was picking on you, and I punched him in the stomach. I, that, that should make up for that. Okay, we'll settle that later. So um, I owe you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's the You're not going to help me with hecklers until I make good on the John Carson thing that you did. True. So I'll go into the fray tomorrow and see if they make fun of me, and then you can punch somebody. Okay, we had a a great conversation, like we said, with Philip DeFranco, so we don't want to delay getting into this thing any further, but... Um, just a couple of things in terms of bio here, if you don't know who Philly D is. He's been on YouTube since basically the very beginning in 2006. He has amassed over a billion views on just his show, The Philip DeFranco Show. That's quite a landmark. And he's also the creator of uh, the SourceFed channels, which uh, we're friends with those people too. So um, one one word of warning before we get into this conversation. Like we said on last week's show... This show is not necessarily family-friendly, and I would say this is one of those episodes where we had a great, raw, open, and honest conversation with Phil about a number of things, but it's not a conversation that's appropriate for kids. So if you're a kid and you're listening right now, you need to go find something else to do, and if you're an adult that has a kid watching, you need to send the kid out. Here it is, our conversation with Phil DeFranco. Now, uh, we saw you, I guess it was two weeks ago, we came to your place to do the source-fed thing, and uh, when we did the table talk, all of a sudden when that was done, we started talking about marriage, you know, you are now engaged. I definitely want to get into that. I don't want to start there. I just want to acknowledge that. That's where we're going to go, eventually. We're definitely going to go there. We've got, what, 25 years of marriage Mm -hmm. between the two of us? But not well, with each other. You, you might I, want to clarify that. I think that it's not fair that you get you just add it. Like if two things happen at the same time, it's fair. Yeah, it, it's well, good your for you. Well, it's because your experiences well, are different. It's like when you go to That's a, why you can a new it. plumber and they're like, "We have four hundred and seventy-seven years of plumbing experience." <laughs> That's not one really old plumber. <laughs> no, it's like twelve. No, it's like twenty-five guys who you know have been there for a right. few years. So that's what we're offering you. Perfect. Later on in this podcast is you know to really get into this whole. The, the concept of marriage and mm. what's what's ahead for you, sir? So you're saying that we're going to be teaching Phil something later? Is that I'm, what you're I'm trying to say? It, Maybe sponge. I just build it to, up too yeah, much. I just think we let's just back-tow. talk about it a little bit. If you have any questions, we're not necessarily going to have good answers, but, you know, it's not about us anyway. There's two of us. There's one of you. You need to speak more. Yeah, but, but, but we should go back to the origin first, like the, the origin of Philip DeFranco. The origin. night of your conception. Um, it was a sloppy, sloppy night. It was a mistake, really. Um, well, that's uh, my dad always says that uh, I was the best mistake he ever made. But I feel like that's what probably seventy percent of parents say at this point in life. Like most, I feel like my parents never said that to me. Well, <laughs> but but were, I still don't know how to take that. But were you planned? I never ask. No, I think I was. I should have. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask. I think well, I was. Well. Also, uh, my my parents are divorced. Are your parents still together? Mine are divorced. So divorced, still together. Okay, well, because in the in a divorce, it usually comes up because usually you're kind of even though 
you're not the problem. Like you, you, you were part of that equation. <laughs> a child, a child, and it adds to the situation. No one wants to be like Tim. It was your fault. Okay, your so fault. you were the you were the accident. Yes. And then it was your fault that they got a divorce? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was my fault that those poor people decided, okay, we're having a baby. Let's try and, like, do this. Oh, you were the cause of the marriage. Um, well, I, you know what? I have such a bad memory. I don't know. I literally, well, you were well, pretty small. It, it, was such a volatile, <laughs> it was such a volatile relationship back then. Like, if they start talking about the past, I'm like, good, I'm done. I, uh, I'll see you guys later. Because it's just it, – that was actually the reason why I was so scared of marriage for the longest time because uh, that t- relationship was terrible and the only reason they had to like even remotely stay together or know each other anymore was me. Mm. Um, and then seeing the relationships after. But I mean one of the reasons I, I do believe that marriage can work um, and maybe it's because I also haven't talked to you guys yet is uh, my dad. My dad and my stepmom, best relationship I've ever seen. Like they just love each other. They – take care of each other uh, for better or worse, uh, richer or poorer, sickness and in health, like they abide by the vows. Yeah. And they rock it. See, we're already, we're already back to the marriage. I know. It's already full circle. So, okay. So you were born into this, into this marriage, which this, the first one, which was destined to not. Destined to not work. Not work. Yes. But and were you where the only, only offspring from that uh, that union? Yes, I have a uh, I have a, a half brother from my mom's side that's about ten years older than me, and a half sister on my uh, my dad's side that's ten years younger than me. You stay in touch with them? Um, my sister more than my brother. There's, I, I think there it's just uh, even most of my family. I don't I don't have that much of a connection to them. It's it's very mom dad immediate family. Don't really know many of the others. Uh, mm-hmm. We we recently saw that. Like my de- my uncle and uh, some of my cousins were out in Anaheim, and we met one time. And then I was like, "That was cool," but I don't I don't know. I I always thought that I was a family person, but when it was fun, they're cool people. But I don't know if there's any reason to keep up with it. Right. Yeah. Well, I might be getting in touch with some of my third to fifth cousins soon. Third because, to fifth. Yeah, because Link and I are doing this uh, DNA analysis thing online where they tell you all about it who you are, where you come from, and they start telling you when your third to fifth cousins start contacting you. So if you want to hang out with any of my third wow. to fifth cousins. Is this at uh, 23 and Me? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, So I, I messed around with that, and uh, it's really, yeah, it's really interesting. The, the thing that throws me off is when it's like, um, it doesn't say undecided. It's like unknown. Have you gotten the results yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. I have not looked at my results, so don't spoil them for me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have them, right? <laughs> I have mine. Oh, you don't have mine? No, not yours yet. Okay, good. I'll, I'm going to talk to the Then guys. you can't spoil them, <laughs> I guess. It's just, I don't know, it is interesting to think of, like, where where you come from, but... You come from unknown? Well, I come from parts unknown. Uh, I'm mostly European, um, not as Italian as I thought I was. Ooh, and, disappointment. Uh, yeah. Disappointment. Um, but, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it's one of those things that it's, like, it's interesting, so you can mention it, but I'm a very live in the now and i don't mean that like i'm jumping out of airplanes but just like i don't my brain can only handle so much Mm -hmm. so yeah so you're so you're not necessarily connecting i mean for 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 us i think it's like you know moving out here too to the to the west coast it's mm -hmm. like you don't you start you definitely desire to connect with the people that you're in close proximity to Mm -hmm. so you don't have family out here so i mean other so Lindsay's your your fiance we 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 know her yes and uh i mean who else are you connecting with if you're not connecting with your your half brother and half sister um really just the people around me and it it becomes it becomes this weird mishmash of um 
there are times where I try to not hire my friends because I don't want to employ everyone I know because it changes the relationship a lot. Yeah. But they're not called friends; they're called an entourage. No, at that point. no. Well, that's the thing is like it depends it, on what they're doing for you. Right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, well, it's not like uh, I'm like one of those like football players that like brings like forty of their friends to their house and like has their cell phone bills and and like and it's like oh and he drives my car. Like I mean, it's like <laughs> right, you know. I, I, we were all out here. Most of us are tubers. That's how we met in the first place. And we all have kind of the same goal. So, you know, I like Joe Beretta, hired Joe Beretta. I consider him uh, a friend, but it's not like we're like best friends. I think you have to have the, those lines, but for the most part, I have about three close friends, um, my fiance, and then that's kind of it. I keep it small. I'm a very boring homebody (laughs) kind of person. Unless I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll totally jump out of an airplane. That'll be fun, and then I go straight back to being boring. Um, and I think it's kind of worked out just because I get to focus on work a lot. Um, and I don't know. I was thinking about it on the way here. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want to change that up that much. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. But I don't you know, don't want to be our best friend because I'll be I, that was friend. the real goal here was that we would become like a trio of best buddies and hang out all the time and. Yeah, and that that door's locked, and that door's locked. It's kind of that's kind of what's happening and here. I'm the lighting turn is dim. The lights down very low. I was sketched out when I came here. I looked inside. I was like, I think that's a Christmas tree. And I rang the doorbell three times, and no one answered. Everyone's dead inside. That doorbell goes we nowhere. Get rid of that. Yeah. yeah, we need to oh, rip that a, thing oh, down. Okay. It's a prop. So, <laughs> so what was it like growing up? I still want to kind of track back. Okay, and so and I don't want to underwhelm you because when I say I have a terrible memory. I really do just feel make like it, it up. I feel man. like I feel like if I talk to like a shrink, they'd be like, "You're repressing stuff." But we can do that thing where we wrap you in a blanket and you emerge from the womb again, and then we can like go through the whole thing and you <laughs> the can whole process again. Go to your first memory. Yeah. <laughs> we have a blanket. Locking the doors, dimming the lights. Now we got the blanket. It's getting Boy. weird. <laughs> Slash a little sexy. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. It's you know I. I always question whether I'm suppressing something too because my memory, my, my memories of childhood are mm-hmm. kind of sketchy. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're not all there. So yeah. is that what you mean? You don't remember much of the, like, you know, the grade school? Where'd you, where did you grow up? Do you remember the state? Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. So I was born, uh, I was born in New York, uh, specifically the Bronx. Hmm. And I was there for about 10 to 12 years. Once again, uh, the, the kind of okay. remember it. Um, so you left in middle schoolish. Um, I think middle school or right before. Okay. Probably. I'm trying to do the math. So uh, this is with both parents no. or just with... So my Why? parents are split at this point. Uh, my mom wants to move us out to North Carolina. My my grandpa lives out there. Just start fresh. Um, they have this whole battle of, you know, can you leave the state? You can, you can, mm. visitation. Um, and so my mom moves to, to North Carolina. My dad ends up a year later moving to Florida. And so I kind of do this back and forth thing. So And where in North Carolina? Um, Asheville, North Carolina. The land of old people and hippies, um, <laughs> which right. is actually, I, I mean that in a positive way. It's like, it's accurate. Yeah. But I love it. Like, uh, it's where it's I a weird it. intersection of people there. Yeah. And I don't know. I haven't been back in, I want to say about four to six years, uh, mainly cause I'm terrified of tiny planes and that airport is tiny as yeah. hell. And I don't want, I also don't want to go to Charlotte and I don't know. Tiny don't, plane landing on a mountaintop is precarious. Yeah. That's what freaks me out. No, I mean, one of the scariest experiences of my life uh, um, was we were going to the, the RNC in Florida, and somehow, I guess, we we booked our tickets late, and I was on a plane that had six people, and I was like, and it, like, has the hump for the for the wheel, and I was like, this is how I die. 
It's, I'm going to die on a plane that they're not even going to report was like crashed because it's so small. They might think that it was a car accident. Everyone's getting on. They're asking as they're getting on. And do you know how to fly a plane? Right. Do you, you know, it's like checking people off the list. When you I can have just, a backup. When I can see into the into the cockpit and and there's not a door, it's just curtains. I was like, oh no, how did we even get tickets? Right. There's like a I'm, chicken that comes out. We've been to the Asheville airport. I know what that's like. Yeah. So you grew up from like middle school. At the middle school years, you moved with your mom to Asheville. To, to Asheville, North Carolina. And so that's, yeah, that's where I, I went to middle school. And then uh, if, you, if you ever saw my Draw My Life video, at some point, um, my, my mom ended up uh, be, getting into a relationship with a, a guy that was into illegal activities. Um, and she got cancer at the same time what? that this guy was getting busted. I'm sorry I didn't watch your Draw you My Life oh, okay. because so, I'm afraid of drawings about people's lives. It's terrifying. I, I hate fads. You no. got to give it. I like you to give it to me here right. at the round table. But I do want you to draw it here on the table. Right here. Right what? over Grace's name. Illegal what? Cancer? Right. How? Illegal cancer. He what was selling. <laughs> well, the moral of the story is don't get involved with illegal activities. So, yeah, my uh, my mom starts dating this this awesome guy. He owns a bar. It's really cool. I get to play darts there. To people, It's where I learned how to play pool. It was just this kind of fun time, even though when I look back on it now... You know, it's kind of sketchy as all hell. Um, <laughs> and then we uh, we uh, we move in with uh, with this guy, and then things are really good for a little bit. And then one day, I heard some something on the rafters, for better word. And uh, we didn't really have an attic space, so I was like, "What the mm-hmm. hell was that?" Um, and so he left, and I decided to go in there and see what was up. Mm. And I find this really weird giant jar of mustard. Not a jar isn't even. It's just a giant. Like you went to Costco. He was addicted to mustard. He was addicted to <laughs> yeah, mustard. That's a problem. But, but there was mustard all dripped on the sides, and I was like, "What the hell is that? What is that about?" And so it looked like someone had just like put something in there. And I looked in, and I dipped my hand in a little, and there were tons of bags of pills. And it turned out that he just sold tons of speed. Like tons and tons, and that, and, and then I showed my mom, and that started this whole thing that would then go on to uh, uh, the the law getting involved, <laughs> for uh, lack of a better way uh, to explain it. Uh, her working with that, um, and then at the same time, she uh, found out she had cancer, oh, and gosh. so all the time, this guy is helping her get treatment uh, for this with and speed money. With speed money, I guess, um, and bar money and other Maybe stuff. Maybe some mustard money, too. Um, and so the cancer happened first. He was he was helping with... Well, that's the thing. I can't remember which order it came in. I, what I do remember is things got a little weird, and one night we woke up uh, because we found out we had a carbon monoxide detector. And uh, the way we found that out was uh, it went off. Um, my mom and I went to the garage, and the guy had his uh, the car on. He had a gas mask on. And he uh, he had everything closed, so all the smoke was just coming straight into the house, and uh, and yeah, and uh, about a week later, my mom was like, "You're going with your dad," and I was with my dad for about two years in Florida, and then there was a whole custody thing again after that situation was handled. I know you're like looking at me like, "What the hell?" He just he tried to kill you and your yes. mom. Yes. I just have to. I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something. No, that's yeah. I mean, I'm a decent listener, but. And that was, I think, it, when I'm trying to replay the incidents in my head, I think that happened, and then either just before or just after, after uh, my mom started working uh, with law enforcement. Um, and that's how, yeah. And so, anyway, so that situation, I think that guy's still in jail. 
um, somewhere in North Carolina. So your mom is, is, is what's the update there? She, did she, what happened with the cancer? Is she a survivor? She's, yeah, she's a survivor. Um, she's, she's now remarried. Uh, well, she wasn't married to that guy. She, my mom's been married multiple times. Uh, but she's married now. She's, uh, she's a nurse. Uh, so she's, she, there was this point in her life, I guess, where she was just like, oh, I want to just start helping people. Mm-hmm. I need to, it was like that one of that, like, I need to contribute to the world and do something good because I've kind of surrounded myself with lots of bad things. Um, and so she's awesome. She's just rocking it right now. She, But what was weird was we went to uh, college and not just college at the same time. We went to the same college at the same time because for the uh, for my first year, I was like, I'll go to community school. I'll go to AB Tech. And uh, and I'll go there. And my mom was like, that's a great idea. I will go as I'll well go <laughs> to start getting my general ed out of the way. And uh, yeah, that was – I feel like out of the, the drug situation or having my mom sit next to me in English, that was way worse. <laughs> that was way, way worse. If I, could, if I could live life without one of those two things, I would say the second. Well, when did it hit you that – I guess I, I think a lot of times as a kid you go through things – and you don't really know how exceptional the situation is. Right. When did it hit you that this is pretty intense? Like, my story is pretty intense and unusual. Um, I don't know. I think that's the weird thing is, like, I say it to you, and then I say it with a smile because it's the weirdest thing to me. It's so weird, but at the same time, and I feel weird because... I was so young and, you know, it probably didn't hit me as hard as everyone else in that situation. Yeah. But I don't know. I Maybe I've never really processed how, how terrifying it was. Maybe I – I don't know. I just consider it like something that happened. And in a weird way, because it's so long ago, it almost feels like it happened to someone else. Uh, and that's how I feel it kind of like prior to seven years ago, I almost feel like that was that was like a different person. When I look back, it's like that was me, but – I don't know. I don't feel those things. I, I, I can't. I don't get the the emotional reaction. And I, don't know, I think like sometimes that scares me because I'm like a normal person probably would still feel something. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel. I mean, I know with Link, I, I I had a pretty idyllic childhood with you know my parents are still together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was protected from a lot. I know Link had there were some tumultuous uh, relationships. Yeah, my mom and dad split when I was two, mm-hmm. and so it was this. The whole visitation custody, well, there wasn't uh, a custody yeah. battle really, but it was the whole visitation with my dad and, you know, the woman that he was with, that he remarried. So the, the whole stepmom thing, it was it was nothing to the extreme of what you're talking about, but there was certainly a traumatic thing for a child. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, I remember that it, it wasn't a happy time for me, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I wasn't, I'm not, I don't remember being scarred. I don't feel like I'm scarred now or right. I don't remember at the time that it was that horrible. It was just, okay, this is just this is just life. It could be better, it could be yeah. worse. Yeah. My parents could be together, that'd probably be better, but Right. No, yeah, I totally get that. I think you know, it's weird, like now that I'm thinking about it, you know, and I start thinking about uh when I was talking about like my mom's been married multiple times and like a lot of my childhood I was with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh my dad only got custody later on and it was because of those crazy circumstances. But What's interesting is this guy, right, who who did this this thing that he may have tried to kill us, right? He was in a weird way almost better than than everyone else. other than that one inc- instance. He was better than every other person my mom had like ever married or brought in because the guy before that <laughs> I don't want this to become a pity party like I'm literally trying to 
to to feel it out. Like that guy, the drug dealer guy, mm-hmm. he took care of us. He he took care of me. He would take me out on his like bike, and we would have fun. Um, he <laughs> he treated my mom nice until that. Right. Uh, and he like and he just and he never hit me. And before that was like this drunk truck driver that would like he taught me how to play chess. So there like I always try and look at the positives of it. But and and so like I uh, he was the reason I would later like join chess club and I still love chess. But like he was a crazy alcoholic and he would like he hit my mom. He hit me. Um, and then even after this crazy guy, like there was a time where that guy was terrible. And and, and so, like I almost end up feeling bad that the situation got to that point. I don't know. It's it, just thinking about it. It's so weird mm-hmm. because it was all these other terrible people that directly infi- inflicted harm to me. Mm-hmm. And then just this guy that he was into shady shit and then he reacted to everything else. Right. I don't know. I know. It's like this weird like thing that I'm just trying to wrap my head around because he said like how traumatic it is. Did anybody try to kill you once you moved in with your dad? No. <laughs> That's great. That's a better yeah, situation. That's yeah, yeah. You... So this <laughs> is, that was what? Like, oh, you got to go down to Florida and live with dad. Yeah, for a little bit. And I didn't. I still, and that was high school? Um, that was just getting into high school. I'm trying to think. It might have been last last year of middle school and then first year of high school. And then it was kind of back and forth for a bit, which was weird. Okay. And so, yeah, so what was what was that like? You know, just what kind of, what kind of kid were you in high school? Uh, boring and... People say nerdy, like that's how they usually describe themselves, but I was just like weird kid. I was uh, I liked waking up in the morning, watching Dragon Ball Z, uh, going to school, doing my homework there, coming home, playing video games until I went to sleep, and then repeating the cycle. Like I didn't go out that much. My uh both my my uh both my parents in separate situations, they kind of locked me down unless it was like a weekend and it was like a friend that they had like gone over to the house to vet. They're like very very oddly protective especially when like i talk to people and they're like oh yeah when i was a teenager i would go out all the time and we'd you know hang out at someone's place and i was like you could do that that's mm-hmm. amazing <laughs> like uh it was i mean maybe it's also that like my child and everything like i left home as soon as i could i turned 17 um i graduated early and i was like i'm out i'm out i'm going straight into to ab tech uh i have a job i'm getting a place i'm getting the f- out and I think I've probably been just, like, running away from home ever since then. Right. Like, I love my dad, uh, and I visit him probably the most. Uh, my mom came out for the first time in three years. I hadn't seen her in three years. I didn't even realize it hmm. until I saw her, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've just, like, I've been pushing. Like, when I say, like, seven years ago, it seems like a whole different person. I've just tried to push that entire existence out and be me who has been on the Internet for however long. And you know, I still reference my past all the time, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't I I look back and I'm just like I am really glad I'm here now. Right. So you got out of high school early. Yes. So were, and then you went to I went to AB Tech um with and, your mom? Well, who with my mom for the first year. Okay. Uh we had uh I guess it was English 101. Sorry, I shouldn't have hit the, the no, table. That's that's uh, English 101. English 101. Bow! Um, and it was a secret. Uh, no one knew we were uh, were son and mother until... <laughs> they thought she, you were dating as well. <laughs> yes. No, until she uh, she told the teacher, and then he decided that 
it was a great idea to Boo. reference it. And and the worst thing Did is you my use mom, as an example and no, like just, illustrations. Just, I don't even know why he referenced it. But you weren't living with your mom. You had moved out. You were. It's funny that you said you were trying to get away. Yet there she is in your class. That's probably frustrating. Right. Yes, it was completely <laughs> frustrating because it's like I have these classes, and she's like, "Oh, I should probably knock out those classes too." What's terrible? A few things. Um, one, she was way more popular in school. <laughs> like she talked to people. I was still weird loner guy. Two, she did more in college from the time we both went in on because – so I, I went to AB Tech and then – and that was because I also wanted to go to the, the college right next to it, which was uh, – shoot, I can't remember. Anyway, so the, the, the college right next to it. Uh, but then my girlfriend at the time wanted DC to go – DC Tech. DC. C Tech. CD Tech. It's – AB. It was like the next two. Your I'm alphabet just, joke didn't work because me. you didn't know the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It was. I, it took me too long to think of that. Too. So your girlfriend, what? Oh, so she was. Uh, she was a year younger than me, uh, or a year under me, and um, she wanted to go to East Carolina University. And I look into it, and I'm like, oh, it has a great med program. Completely not realizing that. I think it was the year, a few years prior. It was uh, the number one or number two party school oh, in yeah. America. Oh yeah. Um, and so went there. That relationship goes to hell be- uh, because one, I think halfway into it, I was like, I'm living with someone I really don't like as a as a person. Like outside of from like the physical stuff, where at that age, that's all like I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you kind of suck as a human being, <laughs> and and I probably sucked as a human being as well. But when you have no money and nothing to do, and you're surrounded by that person at all times, like you just you want to murder each other. And this is in Greenville. Uh, this is in Greenville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Which you know we're familiar with growing up outside of Raleigh, and then we were in a large group of friends in high school who the majority of that group of friends all went to ECU. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we probably had, there was probably a dozen in this, like, group that we hung out with that all went to ECU. So, and we saw uh, at least half of them kind of fall off the fall off the map in one year at ECU. So, we, I, I understand the, no, it uh, happens. The, the, the party school effect there. <laughs> um I'm trying to think what happened there. I don't know. Uh, that's also around the time that I started uh, YouTubing because it was. But you free. Wa- but you wanted to be. You, you you said med program, so you had oh. some aspirations at that time. Yes. So you were like, like, I'm going to be a doctor or whatever. Yeah, I had the had the idea that I was going to be a doctor. It was. In, I feel like it was also instilled in me since I was uh, I was a kid because my dad was like, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be the first one, and you're going to do this, and you're going to help people. Um, and yeah, uh, being a a bio major uh, a chem minor uh, is like the fastest way to be like i hate everything <laughs> like i can't like i can't have a, a life because i'm not a genius uh and so like putting in the work it was i don't know i i kind of just sucked at school i was not smart enough for it and i think i was also at that point wanting to be a doctor for all the wrong reasons and that's pretty much just money um yeah. especially when you look at the world and there's so many other ways that if that was like just your goal and it not to help people or to go into a specialization, don't do that. Don't, mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just another person contributing to the problem that we have right now. Right. So at some point in there at ECU, you started making videos? Uh, yes. So uh, no money. Uh, <laughs> I could, you know, I, I feel like everyone at that point is living off of like either the dollar menu or pasta or ramen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I was, I was there and I was like, oh, I, I'm going to watch Lonely Girl 15 videos. And so I was watching that. Uh, I'm trying to think. You guys have been around forever, so you probably remember Renetto, uh, oh, yeah. Boheme, stuff like that. Early YouTube. Yeah, early, early YouTube. Back when, like, it was, it was all about community and then just, like, crazy, crazy drama problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, and how everyone was terrible once uh, 
what was it? YouTube was purchased by Google because they were going to put on ads and ads are evil. Right. And I was like, ads? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, but I mean, so that was actually one of the reasons that I continued doing YouTube and also stopped uh, going to college because I was just burnt out. I didn't know if this is what I wanted to do. I was actually rethinking my major. No idea what it would have been. And uh, and I go, okay, well, no, I'm going to double down on school. It's going to be important. And I believe it was either Margaret, which might have been the first person I talked to. You guys remember Margaret? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or someone else from YouTube. And they were like, we're going to start this thing called the Partner Program. And we're getting 10 people. And it was like Boheme, Zipster, like just like old school people. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're like, and we're probably going to give you like 5K a month, I think is what it was. And it was nowhere near that. <laughs> it was nowhere near near that at all. But she contacted you because you had made a name for yourself on your channel. Yes, and I think it but also... How, how did that happen? Like um, fill in that gap. I think uh, what I try like to what, remember... What month, uh, uh, I guess it was, was it 2005, where you, did you join, did you have a YouTube profile in 05? Because that was like, it, it couldn't be, have been before that, right? I'd have to, I'd have to double check... Um, because that's another thing. It's either 05 or 06. Okay. Um, yeah, I, just, I remember that it was all 4 by 3 back then. We had uh, star system ratings. What were you doing? <laughs> what videos? You went from watching videos to making videos. Right, yeah. So what were the first videos you made? What? My first video I ever made, which was re- I was smart enough to remove it six years ago, um, was me making a video response to Renetto to a video where he was, like, hanging out with his kids for 40 seconds. And I was like, that's really cool. It makes me, like, happy to see that. It makes me think of, like, me hanging out with my dad when uh, we'd go to the park on the weekends because that's when he would get me and he'd swing me around and it was fun. Like, I don't know, I just, I love seeing that. And I removed that. I filmed it in a Panera Bread uh, while <laughs> while I was, uh, I had one online class and I didn't have internet at home at the time, so I was just there, just messing around. And what were you thinking at the time? <laughs> It was a way to connect. It was totally a way to connect to people. I mean, I was I was rocking a MySpace at the time, getting excited anytime I got a new friend that I could possibly talk to. And so YouTube, it was just it was more immediate. I could see people, um, and and so that was the first one. But the first uh, video that had any substance was probably uh, Rush. I think it was Rush Limbaugh. I always get I always get the uh, the conservative talk guys uh, confused. Um, but I think it was Rush Limbaugh saying that Michael J. Fox was faking his. Disease, not 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 faking it, I, I but he was exaggerating it. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So he was exaggerating it. He didn't take his pills, and so then he filmed this ad, and I was like, "That's like how cynical of a person are you that that's where you jumped?" And I got so pissed, and so I made this two minute rant video, and I think it got thirty thousand, which is was amazing to me at yeah. the time. And so I was like, "Oh, I'll do that a little bit." And then so I, you had an opinion, you you were passionate, you made the video, you got some traction. So then you were like. I'm going to go with this I've got an opinion thing. Well, not not actually at that point. I uh, Not at that point. I had uh, – I, I also did something with a bunch of buddies. Um, the, the the front page of YouTube was curated at that, at that point. Yep. And so anytime anything went up there, we would automatically jump and either make a response or a spoof to it. Kind of like what, we, what you see with Vine now when anyone pops on something and then everyone else does that idea or a spoof of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think – it it has uh, Vine actually has a lot of ties to early early YouTube, mm-hmm. even the 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 really really bad sponsor integrations into a place that doesn't have ads, and you're like, oh, okay, so everyone loves Wendy's right now. Oh, okay, everyone loves Uber right now. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I oh, and so we would watch those videos, try and get wh- like to be one of the first video responses, or do the exact opposite if they had their stuff on. Um, not auto accept video responses and they were they would actually wait we'd try and be one of the last because 
uh, you're kind of just guessing when they're going to get online and if you would be one of the last videos that would pop up. You'd be the first one. That yeah, so people would there, be like, yeah. what's that video? And I also made fr- fun of a lot of early YouTubers to get any attention whatsoever. So like the Hill 88, I think I might have made a fun of Mimi Molly at some point. Um, just uh, early YouTubers. And then, you know, it was it was all in fun. One of the first videos we made once we really started trying to get traction was we started making responsive videos too. We yep. made a response video to uh, Wicked Awesome Films' Punchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You remember yeah. that sketch? Yeah, yeah. Kevin uh, Bobby. That got, some, uh, that got some traction. And then there was these two... The twins. The Pusch twins? They did a skateboarding, skateboarding video. Okay. And then we did this video where we were silhouetted and we altered our voices, like, and then we just made fun of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 you know, it got a few thousand views or whatever the number was. We stopped it, after that. It didn't really work for us. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I was going to say that I actually think that it was that did it for us. You no, know, I That's, mean, I think what the real thing that did it was uh, when our one of our videos was featured on the homepage. But I, right. yeah, that was right. it, you get you get a little you taste a little bit of that like traction. Mm-hmm. Taste the traction. That's the, the YouTube traction. slogan from 2006. And then you just, you, you just start chasing it, you know? God, I always, I forgot, like, I was featured was a saying then. Oh. It was, and it was, that it was, was it, It was the man. biggest thing, yeah. It was, it, it was I remember a turning I, point. Yeah, I remember I got featured once, and it was on a video that had nothing to do with any of my other content. I was like, it was like a video where I showed my sister existed. Like, Same thing happened to us. <laughs> Rhett had his uh, yeah. son Locke react to a basketball game, mm-hmm. Wolfpack versus Tar Heels. It's still on our channel. And he, um, that's awesome. YouTube contacted us to feature it. He was in his underwear and it got flagged and taken <laughs> down. And then YouTube asked us, where is the video? We said, well, it was flagged. You took it down. Like we were talking to the YouTube. You took it down, YouTube. YouTube was like, oh. Whoops. Well, <laughs> upload it again and we'll feature it. This was a, like a phone co- right. conversation. Yeah, but then I that's amazing. But then I said, okay, here's what we're, we're going to do. I'm going to put the video back online. We'll put it back up. But I'm going to ask you right now, will you feature one of our music videos? Because you know we're actually trying to do this YouTube thing, but not with our kids. And this this is just a video of my child being funny. Put it back up, but please feature in yeah. one of our videos. They featured the Unibrow song, and yeah, and it was that that taste of traction, and yeah. enough people liked it. And but did you did you have like because I think back to that time for us, it was we even before YouTube, we had the, this very uh, undefined uh, aspiration to mm-hmm. do entertainment full time. It was right. like we want to entertain. That's what we want to do. You know, we had been engineers for a while and we knew that we, we, we got enough of that to know that we didn't want to do that full time. Right. When you were doing that initially, cause none of us really had an idea that there was a, such a thing as full time YouTuber. That wasn't mm-hmm. a job that existed. So it was very dif- difficult to aspire to it. So what, what were you tr- hoping to accomplish? I had, yeah, I had no idea. I think that's for most of us, well, most of us that didn't have like those ba- that background or aspiration, no idea. Um, I think I was one of the, the talking heads that had a schedule and, and eventually I, I, I didn't fully love the opinion stuff until later when I actually started meeting people and seeing that I wasn't just a crazy person talking to my camera, that it actually like either like made someone care about the news or the world around them or it helped form their opinion whether it was to agree with me or not and that's when i really really got into it Mm -hmm. um but i mean obviously i think uh zay zay frank was the reason that i ended up actually doing the show because he had the show with zay frank for one year um after it ended i feel like a month after 
I was just like, that, every, the internet's so boring to me right now. Like, the only other thing I have is Rocket Boom, which was going through, like, weird transitions at that point. And so I was like, I'm going to do a show. And the first, like, two or three that I did was a terrible, terrible ripoff of Zay, Zay's show. And I eventually just, I was like, oh, I should just try and find my voice. Like, I have to, because otherwise I'm going to be this terrible, terrible accidental parody of a really, really great person. And uh, slowly found my voice. I try to keep the videos to three or three to four. Now they're crazy out of hand, uh, eight to 12 <laughs> minutes, depending on the day. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was really it. And just like the early stuff, I probably wouldn't be here if while I was at school, my laptop just, it just, it, I forget what happened, but it just stopped working one day. And I didn't have a camera and I couldn't get make YouTube videos. And so I remember on one of my school computers, I was talking to this guy that I had met in a, a Stick'em chat room, which is also where I met Lindsay, uh, who then would go on to be my fiance. And just like we would... Stick'em, I remember. Yeah, we would just all go there. And then, uh, and so this guy, he's like, well, I just got my tax return. So, and he bought me an iMac because he liked the videos and he said he believed in me. And at this point, I hadn't even created the show. Um, and this this is back when I was still wearing a backwards hat and I had like earrings and I was just like a huge tool bag. And what was it? Channel 101 was like courting people to make content for TV. Uh-huh. Um, and like, I think back and I'm like, that guy, I, if that guy did not exist, he's probably, from a Stickum chat room. Yeah. He was just a friend. Mike, you didn't, I, you didn't I still have, have a computer to, how did he, how did he know that you lost your, well, cause no, I was on a school computer oh, sc- and yeah. I was just chatting, didn't have a, I, I'm trying to remember if I had my camera or there was no camera or I just chose not to. And I just, I was talking and then he was like, I can help you out. And I thought he was with me and I got an iMac and I got to continue making videos. There's a. I'd have to look because I know a lot of the videos are unlisted, but it's the specific moment when I go from being black and white with a camera that shot like 320 by 240 to uh, shooting with the eyesight. And it's just, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I love about early, early stuff. And it's, I think, to this day why I always try and test out things where we feature people, whether it's it's a known creator that's been trying for a while or just, like, the one-offs, because you never know. Like, it, I I don't want it to come off, like, terrible, like... I've gone to the YouTube space before and they were shooting this massive, massive video and the director came over and he said, thank you, because I had pimped out one of his earlier things. And I was like, I, and I, and I just said, you're welcome. I had no idea who this guy is because we just like to promote things that mm-hmm. are cool. Like that's been the thing. Like before there was a business model, there was not a business model. There was just a love and a passion for cool shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I, I think those, it's those things that probably still keep me sane today rather than just like staring at a screen and going like everything is a lie and it's all a sham and we're so all LA. Yeah, I mean the the whole pay it forward thing, the fact that you can pay it forward to the point where you don't even know who who you just paid. I mean, that's right. a beautiful thing. I'm sure when we talk to Shay, you know, we'll get him in here at the table and I know that you're going to be more than a blip in his story. Well, Shay's you know? been Shay's been probably the most uh, continually appreciative person throughout all his then later on successes, which he is 100%, like, a lesser person would not have accomplished that, despite any promotion in the beginning. So, oh, no, but there has there have been cases of just, like, people that you help. And also you see this now with the next generation of tubers, even the ones that, like, popped two years ago that started bringing people up. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they're, they're bringing up people that aren't like Shay, and you just see, like, relationships and friendships and just terrible, terrible You know, we... Uh... We teased to it at the top, and, and now everybody's just been waiting around to get back to this like whole jerks. the whole uh, marriage thing. Now, you and Lindsay, mm-hmm. how, how long were you dating 
off of Stickham. Stickham. Um, well, so we weren't dating at that point because I, um, I, <laughs> my life's so stupid and weird. <laughs> I, um, I had what I thought was a girlfriend for uh, four to six months, and it turned out to be a crazy girl. I like how you give ranges on things. It's good. It's very safe. <laughs> Man, I yeah, don't know. The memory. Four to six years, 10 to 12, yeah, four to six months. Your honor. <laughs> I don't recall. It depends on what you mean by is. <laughs> <laughs> I literally I don't know things, so I just give ranges. But uh, So for a while, uh, there was this, this girl online that um, – I was really into, and we would talk every day. And once again, I was a very lonely kid growing up, so I was all about like this this girl that I talked to only on voice, and she had a MySpace profile. She totally had to be real and live in New York, like she said. Oh my! And so I'm that back then. I'm I, anyway. I'm gonna compress this part to get to Lindsay, which actually matters. Uh, I moved. I, I moved to New York. I like threw all my stuff in my car. Moved to New York because we're totally gonna get this place together. At, at what point is this? And what you've already told us. Um, at this point, this is right after the girlfriend that I had in college. Um, okay, so this is... I was getting YouTube AdSense at this point, or no? It was either right before or right after. I'm trying to... Mm, I hate my memory. <laughs> so it, you were a YouTube celebrity. You need a diary. You had, no. Oh, you were getting AdSense. You weren't getting... Yeah, you were. I'm trying to think if... It, it had to be AdSense at that point. Anyway, so at that point, I'm like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to go to New York. I know, uh, I'm from New York. Uh, I probably have some family there that I haven't like talked to ever because, uh, like, the last time I had seen them, I was, like, 12, and mm-hmm. I never really talked to family. Get out there. Turns out, oh, the place that I, th- I totally thought we were getting together is just, like, some random house that's still for rent. Um, and I'm up there now with no money uh, because I thought everything was all squared away and we had, we had like, done the down payment in the first month. But this is a real girl. A uh, real girl. Uh, just don't know who she is. At all, like she, all we know is that she was in, I think, what was Kansas, because then she. So the worst thing, right? So I'm up there. Uh, she, she's one of these like before Catfish came out and everything. She's one of these people that like created twenty MySpace accounts, and they all had like they would all boyfriend. Talk. There was an ex boyfriend, and there were the friends. And what do you mean? Like you're angry at Megan? Oh, you're a terrible per-. like just full on orchestrated and. I couldn't get a hold of her, and then uh, I'm sleeping in my car. I mean, you couldn't get a hold of her when you went to meet her in New York where you made a down payment on an apartment that you were going to live in together. Where I gave money on PayPal to her to do it. Uh, I'm smart. Very stupid. I'm a very <laughs> stupid person. So I'm there, and this is, yeah, this is over six years ago. Uh, end up having to sleep in my car. I'm freaked out because I'm like, what the hell happened? Uh, I thought that she had a semi-violent ex-boyfriend, uh, and then on my MySpace when I wake up in the morning, uh, and I forget where I went to finally find internet and any food. Uh, there's like this whole thing about how they found Megan and they like beat her up and she's in the hospital. And I just remember just driving blankly on, uh, I was like, I don't know. She has to be lying. It has to be like, this doesn't happen in real life. Like this is like, it was that point where like, it just starts to shatter mm-hmm. because, I think to say that I didn't have doubts before, like there are only so many times you can be like, I don't have a camera or like, or I can't live stream. Like 
it's I think it was more believable then. Like if the same shit happens now, like you just want it too much. And I probably just wanted it too much at that point. I was lonely. I had no direction in my life and I was just moving to <laughs> to New York with nothing in my little it was like ninety three Geo Prism. It was just like periwinkle blue. Just and oh, yeah. I remember I was like, Okay, I don't even know where to go at this point. And I just remember for some reason I'm on the Jersey Turnpike and I pull over into a gas station and I call her from a payphone. Um, and so she finally answers and she talks about how she was like beat up and everything. And I was like, I know you're lying. There's no way any of this happened. There's no way. And so I, uh, I max out and overdraw all my cards. I get back to, to North Carolina. Um, and actually in a very weird way with, without this, I probably would not have gone on further in YouTube because, uh, at that point I, I, I ended up staying with my mom for, Two months. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'd completely changed the whole idea. I got back. None of my friends believed me. None of my friends believed that she was just a, like a. They they said that I was an, like an un that I just didn't understand, and I was being completely rude to this victim, like this girl that was a. They victim. were on her side. Yes, like people that I had actually like met at points in my life did not believe me. But they like believed this random internet person, and so I would. I later found out that she also then did this to uh, one of the other guy friends that were in this like stickum group because uh, I talked to her before uh, Lindsay, uh, <laughs> and Lindsay wow. still gives me shit about all this because uh, it's just <laughs> such a stupid time in my life. Uh, but she ends up doing the same thing to this guy, and then they did a bunch of research and they found out she was like. I guess when I was talking to her, like a seventeen-year-old girl in uh, in Kansas. So that was just craziness there. But anyway, so uh, Lindsay and I have Lindsay been together Lindsay was in a group of people who talked on yeah, Stick'em yeah. with you and another guy who both were taken advantage of by this girl in she. I don't Kansas. think she knew the other guy, but she did know of Megan. It's weird. Wow. Megan. It's weird. That's... <laughs> so what's Megan up to this now? This is why I hate talking about my life because it's so weird well, that I no, feel like I feel I've... like when anyone pe- like people look at me, they're either going, "That's weird," or "You have to be lying." And that's why I I think I also hate talking about my past. It, it's it's super weird. I don't know. Well, it's entertaining. It's, I hope it's at least entertaining <laughs> at this, yeah, this point. Is... So then, okay. So Lindsay, <laughs> I'm so I'm so weird and damaged. So then, Lindsay, uh, I. Uh, she she never would turn on her mic. She'd always be in Stickham, and I was like, oh, this who's this little pretty blonde girl? And then if you look at any history of Lindsay, uh, Lindsay was bigger than me on YouTube at the time. Uh, she was all about, like, the Braves, and her original YouTube name was Braves Girl 5. Right. Uh, then it was, like, B-Girl 5 now. Um, all right, wait, I think it's – I have to – it's Lynn's Loves Now. That's right, uh, where she posts her travel stuff. But – uh, there was, like, this whole thing with, like, the old school Encyclopedia Dramatica guys and, like, people, like, photoshopping weird sex pictures of this, like, young blonde girl, uh, Lindsay. And uh, I just remember, like, there was a page where, like, it's literally nothing but gifts of, like, her photoshopped face getting, like, by two giant black dudes. And I was like... This is on the internet, and apparently she got crazy harassed. And so you believed Megan that was real, but you didn't believe that. <laughs> I didn't believe <laughs> that the, GIF the very was real. photoshopped GIF. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> because that I think that would probably change my conversation, <laughs> my opener. <laughs> I'm like, so I saw this picture, but we uh, so we were in the the chat room, and then some some random person orchestrated uh, one of the first YouTube gather. I think the first YouTube gathering I had ever gone to, and that was DC Tube which is supposed to be this, like, kind of biggish event for everything. 
like literally it was like eight of us who were flown out and like they paid for us to be there and three people. Two of the people did not like my videos. And I was like, this is the worst time ever. I'm just going to get obscenely drunk. And so I just, I did that. And that was the first time I met Lindsay. And uh, I met her at, uh, I think it was like an IHOP or a Waffle House in the morning. And I was just like, this girl is really pretty, but I shouldn't do anything about it because uh, at the time I thought I was really in a relationship with fake girl <laughs> Megan. Oh. Um, and literally the the last thing I said to Lindsay <laughs> before she left uh, – uh, when we were hanging out was, I'm so glad there's no sexual tension between us so we can be friends. <laughs> and that she's like, yeah, and that she left. And I just I remember that. And then... Uh, so ba- basically you said, I'm not attracted to you. I think that you're I... an okay person. And I don't want to punch you, but I also don't want to have sex with you. I think is what that phrase means. Okay, yes. Um, it's a loaded <laughs> phrase. <laughs> but then all the craziness happens. Uh, and then... Uh, at some point, there is a another YouTube gathering called uh, South Tube, and at South Tube, I end up. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough money to stay at a hotel, so Lindsay's like, "You can totally crash at my uh, dorm," and I was like, "That sounds great," and uh, I, I hung out with her her there <laughs> that first night, and then uh, that was the first time. I'm trying to th- see now. I'm trying to remember because there's also a night where uh, Mystery Guitar Man Joe Penna also. Uh, no, it was the same night. Never mind. This is a completely weird thing. Um, uh, so the first time I ever had relations with my girlfriend, Joe Penna, was about 10 feet away in the other room. <laughs> I just, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. So that's where so the weird. mystery comes from. The mystery. <laughs> now, she wasn't wearing sunglasses because he might have been closer than you thought. <laughs> he was just in the dark. You see a tiny glimmer off his sunglasses. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was right because yeah, Joe was coming up at the time. I mean, that's the thing about uh, a lot of the old schoolers who are now <laughs> trying up. I know it's so terrible. It's amazing. <laughs> it's I didn't even remember that. Anyway, so that's where that relationship started. Uh, uh, because then, like a, a week later, she was like, "Oh, I hear Maroon Five's playing in Florida." Like I checked later, and Maroon Five was in Atlanta like two days before that. But she wanted to come down and hang out. Oh, um, and so yeah, and so she came down. Uh, we had a blast. It was fun. Um, and then she was going to leave and there, uh, there's this whole like sappy, like I wrote a note and left it in her purse and it was like, I wish that you could stay an extra day. And it just so happened that her plane ended up, uh, getting, or the flight was canceled and she had to wait till the next day. So she got to stay another day and it was awesome. And I think it was at that point I was like, okay, yeah, she went back and I want to say about a week or two later, I, uh, <laughs> I'm having to deal with it now too, because, uh, we're, we just, uh, got approved for a mortgage and I was like, oh, I remember that terrible blemish on my credit i left that lease because i moved to uh to atlanta and mm-hmm. just ditched the ditch the place they uh yeah that hurt my my credit score uh so i ditched <laughs> but the place. it helped your relationship <laughs> that's right yeah and then yeah and then uh, i was in atlanta there's this whole shebang of youtube money wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be because uh, it was definitely promised that it would be a lot bigger uh and so then i overspent on like a few things here or there uh, she had to hide me in her mom's basement when they were trying to sell the house uh, which worked for about three weeks until they tried to show the place and we had just no heads up. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's another reason I, I love Lindsay so much. She's always had my back, and she always, like, even when I didn't have anything and no one was, like, going yay or no one was even trying to get stuff from me, like, she had my back, man. She she was, like, a, one of the few genuine people that – it's not that I can trust. It's that I know that I can trust. I think – when people have had the opportunity to take from you 
um, and they haven't, and yeah. they had your back when you didn't have anything. I think that's that's the, probably the, the the thing that led to me going like, oh, I love this girl. Because I think in any relationship, you have those feelings for the first. I mean, they're they're the range, right? There's the three months, and then at three months, you usually know it's make or break, mm-hmm. um, and then you're either really into it or you just like there's something keeping you there. And then there's the one to two year, and then and obviously I'm going to ask you guys because you're going to have a different thing. But there's like definitely something around three to four that it's like you start not remembering maybe what it was like before that person was there. Uh Um, And even inside of our relationship, we had, I think we broke up two times. Um, One, uh, we had a, we had, we rented a loft uh, and I worked from home and she uh, took online courses and that was a nightmare because you could just hear each other all day while I'm trying to record or she's trying to study. And it was just like, ah, we freaked out. And uh, she ended up getting, uh, her own place. Um, it was like one of her, her her mom's old old place that was still available. For How rent. long was that breakup? Uh, well, the breakup was only for about a week. I think both breakups have actually for well. So one was a week, and then the other was like two days. Okay, so yeah. we're talking relational tantrums. Basically. Yeah, actually, yeah. When you look back on it, it's it's on not somebody's like... part. I'm not pointing any fingers. <laughs> and this is before you, you were out here in L.A. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one happened uh, in Atlanta. Another one happened. Year and a half, two years ago, um, and I mean that's the, that was another thing. I was actually ready to propose. Um, she had been. It was like that uh, <laughs> that that lust for a person you get when they've been gone for a little bit. Like she was, uh, she was like uh, going through this whole thing where she was like, "I want to see Europe," and I didn't have the time in my schedule, so I was like, "Go, go do it!" Like just like rock it out. And so she went for like three weeks, and she came back. And then, and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to propose. And I'm like going to ring shops and I have no, no idea about rings at the time. And I'm like slowly alerting. And then we have yeah, like. Yeah, you call ha- them ring shops. That's, ring that's shops. part of your problem. Sorry. And how long ago was <laughs> this? I'm stupid. Before I, before I realized that you should go wholesale. Um, how long ago was this when you were about to propose? I want to say it was about, I hate you because you make, you're making me self-aware of my ranges. Uh, it was probably about a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, yeah, and she came back and we had some weird petty argument over the dog pooping in the house like because i was like you've been gone for three weeks so you ended the argument with and i was gonna propose (laughs) no oh no i feel like that's like the wrong that's the wrong thing to do uh no i I didn't even say that until i want to say about four months ago she never knew until years later four months ago yeah because she was definitely getting antsy and in my head, I've known for about eight months since because it definitely that whole breakup it made me like oh like I don't know mm-hmm. I'm not I don't know like the world around me I'm not sure about things, um, but that yeah I knew again about eight months ago. okay by the way Lindsay is a little bit of a soul too have you have I ever to- told you about the time she made me cry mm-hmm. all right no. so. So this Please is do. this is I think between the breakup scenario and now so before proposing, uh, I'm really drunk one night. Uh, she's a little bit drunk, but not super drunk to 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 realize that she could totally prank me. And how does she decide to prank me? But give me a fake pregnancy test that she got from a prank shop, and I was so happy and I started crying. She thought I was gonna like reel back in terror which by the way why would you even test that but and i'm just so excited and i'm like crying because and i I didn't even realize i wanted it at that point but it was like this realization to me i was like 
<laughs> and I don't then know she's if like, that's called a prank or if that's called manipulation. No, I don't. I, I, <laughs> no, see, growing up uh, with with, uh, and I love her now because it's something in my blood. Like growing up with my mom, I I think I know what manipulation is. Granted, uh, when it's that close to you, you never know, but. But I think I was just kind of joking. So she she thought it was a oh a she funny thought it was prank. hilarious. She didn't but realize. But then she learned something that if she had wanted to manipulate you, oh yeah, yeah she, she was she was waiting for the moment out. of shock. And, and oh, and, oh and, man, and then, just I'm just kidding. But tears, and I was happy, and I'm, like I think in that moment, I'm just like it could be a boy or a girl, and I'm happy, and I get to like go through all these new because I think at that point, um, and I think it. it when I, when I talk about like pushing my my past behind me and everything, I think it's because those are the things that make me feel. And I think a lot of those old things made me feel bad things. Whether it was, you know, maybe fear, maybe just shitty about myself or anything. But all of a sudden, I could have essentially a, a new start to all of those situations where I don't fuck up that kid's childhood, and I can, you know, live through that kid in like you're not having a. Childhood, and you hopefully have two parents that love you equally and don't hate each other. And I can be a part of that, granted, in a different position, but I could do that. And I think it was like all of that came into my head, mm-hmm. and then it was immediately ripped away. And I was like, <gasps> and I like, I. And how did she rip it away? What did she say? Well, no, she was like, no, no, I'm she was joking. Like, no, you're right. <laughs> Psych. And then she has a camera. Uh, oh, man. I'm trying to think if she had a camera as well, because I just know I was. <sighs> I was so torn. Oh, anyway, so that that with me. I don't even know where we were. But uh, she started. You're making me th- remember at my life. You started crying, and she was like I'm tears so of sorry. joy, and then tears of devastation, and then she felt horrible about it. No, but then she it, then learned it was, something. Then it was just 30 minutes of me going, "That's so." F- <laughs> That's just me, ranting and raving throughout the house. But that had to. That definitely had to change, or maybe not change. Maybe reinforce the way that she felt about you. At, at that point, was it like? It, talk of marriage began to enter the picture or? she was uh Lindsay is is the kind of girl that always wants a marriage i i think for mike berbiglia a great comedian uh put it the best way is i don't even necessarily still believe in marriage i i i believe in the person that i am now marrying i i know that it's something that she wants um i know that she makes me happy um i've i think other than like those random moments of doubt and like uh, really there's just the two that I can think of. Like I feel – even though I've never thought like, oh, I have to get married, I always knew that like Lindsay was the person that if I did get married – like I wanted to be with that person. I wanted mm-hmm. to start a family. I wanted to – still to this day, like I feel like I'm two Phil's. I'm work Phil and then I escape from that and I get to be Phil Phil and I get to be that with Lindsay and like my three or four friends. Um and and so I've always known she, if anything, was negative to the relationship is every now and then she would push a little bit too hard uh, for the, the whole marriage thing. Like the previous uh, Christmas, like I got her a really nice necklace and apparently there was something that I said at one point somewhere that made her think that it was going to be a ring and the disappointment in her. Fit, and- a necklace is a ring for a really big finger. You could have said that. <laughs> yeah. But there. not yours. And it's just going to work. Your ring ain't, your finger ain't that fat. That's what you could have said. It's your, your finger fault. ain't that fat. <laughs> it's your fault. For a no, necklace. And just the disappointment ring. in her face and the disappointment in her stepmom's face. And I was just like, oh, she had talked to her. <sighs> Apparently. Uh, 
And and yeah, I think if anything, it was it was the pushing. But I think she was also at that point where you know we were together for over five years, um, and we'd always I'd always point to uh, our buddy Danebow who created Annoying Orange, who waited ten years before doing that, and mm-hmm. and she's like, no, like I I feel like Lindsay would still be with me, but she'd definitely be a different Lindsay. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like we're also at the point where it's not that. You know, we just proposed and we have that like that glow about us. I mean, we're right now we're making a lot of big decisions because we we did that. Right. So I proposed uh, we, we're going to have to figure out the wedding um, in 30 days. I might actually own my first house, which I'm really, really like. It's all the adult stuff. And then and the proposal is is online now. That's a, there, there's a video that people can watch. Right. The proposal. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. no, no, it's not up yet. We're going to we're going to. Well, yeah, no, there is. I don't even know what's happening in my life. Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Because I, I feel yeah. like I've seen it. and I think it was. On YouTube, yes. Some <laughs> so you might... website, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, that's right. I posted that video <laughs> because I edited it myself because I was like, I have to share it because there are all these like terrible angles where I look like a giant fat person. <laughs> it was just, it was just my vanity that made me edit the video. I think it was like the first thing I've edited in a little bit. But what what pushed you over to make the proposal? I just wanted it. I think I wanted her to be happy about it. I wanted like. Whatever that feeling is where you know, like, this is the woman I'll marry. I have I had been there. I just don't believe in the idea of marriage. I, we went to a, a a wedding, and I felt so uncomfortable in this church that was describing marriage as this thing God created. And, like, and I don't know. There was just, like, this weird thing. And I was like, well, I'm not getting married because, like, God wants me to get married. I'm... I'm doing it because Lindsay, I want her to be happy and to to know, uh, even though I don't put value in in the paper um, or or the rings, even though I know what they stand for and I believe those things, like she does. And because of that, it matters to me. And because mm-hmm. of that, uh, I go along with it. I know that Lindsay's like the only per like if I hurt Lindsay and and hopefully in the future when we have kids and uh, and I or I hurt those kids like that seems terrifying to me that's the last thing that I want and I feel like those are all the things that you think of when you're like I'm gonna marry this girl after like four weeks um, it's right. but I've continually felt that and so I, you... I don't think I would ever feel that I mean obviously I don't I don't believe in the one and all the others oh, wait what were you gonna say. No, go ahead. I no. don't believe in the one. Oh, like th- that we all have just like one other person. Right. You know, I think that's a little silly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think that there is a ceremony that you can craft that would have meaning for you. It's more of this already has meaning for her and I love her enough to do this for her. It's what I hear you saying. For her, yes. I mean, for me, when I'm when I have an, when I have the ring and I get to clink it on the table and I know that'll have meaning to me because it's there, but also, it's probably uh, my dad instilled. My dad instilled in me when I was younger. He's like, "There's no reason that you have to." That probably also played a big role. He's like, "It's just a piece of paper." I, like, I'm just remember, like my dad having these conversations with like six to eight year old me, just like <laughs> your your uncle. He was with his with his uh, his now ex wife for 15 years before they decided to get married, and then like six months after, it changed everything. Like, they had the wedding, and it was like, no, you can't go out because you're my husband, and mm-hmm. I'm your wife. And, like, apparently it changed everything. And so I had those fear stories. Yeah. I had the people that raised me. Um, and honestly, like, other than than that, like, my – I think I said it earlier, my dad and my stepmom. Like, they made me believe that, like, people can be there. People can have your back. Right. And 
I don't know. And I and when I look at Lindsay, even though I think in relationships people love each other at different levels and it's constantly fluctuating, um, it, it's I don't know. I, I feel like it's always there. It might change when I'm at your guys's point having twelve to thirteen years. But how about that? Instead of me babbling, <laughs> did when in your relationships did you ever have real breakups or little fights like me? No breakups. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, we built marriage up as some big thing that, you know, there was no, we didn't live together before we got married. I mean, our first year of marriage was absolutely horrible because really? it was our first year of being together in every sense of the word. Well, we, we dated beforehand. We were in but the same room beforehand. Lived in. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, for in the same, same with me and my life. So marriage was something that was... Maybe it's more of kind of how Lindsay thinks of it that it was a it was such a oh we aspire towards this this mm-hmm. moment this ceremony everything's going to change after and then the next year it was like oh gosh now I gotta <laughs> how do I live with this woman so if there was going to be a breakup it would have happened in the first year of marriage but oh abort this marriage get out <laughs> the building's on fire it's coming down why did we put a down payment on this place is kind of how we felt about it, but I mean, there was, it was, you know, there, I, there was love and there was a commitment and it, we got through it. That's good. But there, there was, so there was no breakup. I mean, we might've had a fight last night that she said, <laughs> sleep on the couch. That may have happened. Really? Uh, but, uh, heard about that. We talked about it. Saw some texts and about that. I didn't, um, I didn't end up sleeping on the couch. I'll put it that way. <laughs> So well, and I think that nip, we nip things in the bud these days. That's good, and, and I, I think that you know that's my perspective too. Is the you know what you're talking about with the fluctuation of the love level, which is so true. It's mm-hmm. like I think that you know our culture has definitely made it all about just the romantic connection. And it's just like you don't you don't see many movies. There's not it's not a really exciting story on TV or in a movie to just talk about commitment. Mm-hmm. You want to we we we're constantly presented with images of the moment of romance. You know that's what that's what a romantic comedy is. That's what a love story is. It's the moment where these two people came together and in, in fiery passion and that kind of thing. And that's something that ebbs and flows with any relationship. And I think that's you know. Getting married at a young age, I mean, we were both, like, right out of college. My wife wasn't even done with college when we got married. What it represents on this side of it is this, like, yeah, we've made a commitment. And not that is it, there is a lot of romance. We have a great relationship. We're still in love with each other. We still date. We still experience, you know, each other relationally in the way that um, we did when we were dating. But it's it's, like, it's not based on this at times you experience right. that but it's not just like it's not okay all about that. it's not just this like we're compatible because i think the 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 fact is is that yes we are compatible in a relative sense but no you're only compatible with yourself ultimately right hmm. no one is really compatible with someone else all 100%. the time and uh, and 100% of all the ways you need to be or that you could be and 100% of the time that you conduct life with somebody and so right so when 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 you get to that point where it's just like all right you know right now it's very difficult to love this person Mm. it's very difficult to have a romantic feeling right now in the midst of this thing it's like 
for me, the marriage represents that commitment. I hear what I hear you saying is that well, the commitment is there. I don't need the formal arrangement in mm-hmm. order to maintain that commitment. My my big thing, right? I, because there are those moments of we're romantic. There are those moments of you take care of each other when you're sick. But how how do you react in a relationship when? over two to four years, that person, I mean, even sooner when those per, that person changes, like, do, do you grow together? But also, how do you, how do you get along and how do you deal with it when one person just feeling like an asshole that day and they're just, a, when I'm a douche, just like a completely miserable, terrible, self-deprecating, I hate my, my, myself. Um, what's the reaction to that? Is it shut up, you're stupid? Or is it you know, something that helps or like there is no answer. I think it it comes down to that what works for that relationship because I can sometimes be a hard person to live with if if I end up bringing my day home. And that's why I have been living this whole like two different fills. Mm -hmm. But I think if a relationship works or not, it isn't based on the good. Um, It's based on when the relationship is and when circumstances are do, do you fall apart or is your relationship something that only works um, when the environment around you is perfect? And that's when I see like a lot of the divorces, it's like everything's good, uh, especially like friends from back home. You know, our parents are paying for most everything, uh, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with living with the parents for a few years. I, I went the different route, but it's definitely like when life happens, like my relationship with that girl before all the craziness when, I, when we were in college didn't work out. Um, and a big part was like when things weren't perfect and everything didn't work, we hated each other just like, mm-hmm. and we, we had no desire to make anything better. And with Lindsay, it is that like still years in, I, I don't, it, it's more than I just don't want to go to sleep angry. It's because it's a little bit for me, but also because I care about that person and I don't want to have messed up that person's day. And I don't know, it's, it's something weird and deep and even a little bit analytical, like me and non-feely, mm-hmm. even though it is, if that makes sense. I mean, you talk about changing. I mean, we're as humans, we're constantly changing. It's just a you. To me, marriage is making a decision to do life with somebody, and there's a commitment that we are going to live life together, and so we're going to change together. You know, old couples they look alike because they live life together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my goal is. My wife's better looking than me. My goal is to look more like my wife when I get old. That's really what it comes down I to. I think you're just trying not to sleep on the couch tonight. She's listening right now, baby. Um, it's also why you shouldn't get a dog because you also begin looking like your dog. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you if you have a dog for the time that you have that dog, the wife and you and the dog all begin all looking like. And if you have a dog, the dog wins. It's not even a merge, <laughs> but it's an there's an evolutionary kind of pace to. Mm-hmm. Being, being a person that's just constantly changing. And to me, it's when everything, when things go bad, it's I fall back on the commitment that we're, we're doing this together. We're in this together. We're going to get through this together. And it's, it takes a lot of work constantly to, it's not just when it hits the fan, mm-hmm. but it's every day. It's the small things, you know, it's. Well, I think it, it also helps you even eventually or not in the long way be happy i feel like because you put so much on that commitment that you always have that that option there because i feel like in everything especially in relationships there's a million easy ways 
both to to escape or to mess it up but like when when you look at that that harder road if you really really believe it i mean you're living that life there's a and there's a reward to that that there's a reward to that harder road what do you think the reward is true companionship you know the well in, in your in your building i mean I'm you know, I, I, you think, to be my true I think it's very fitting that when you thought that Lindsay was pregnant, you cried and you thought about what that would be like. Because I think that that's a big part of it, too. I think that, you know, traditionally, uh, you know, the romantic view of relationships is a relatively new creation uh, that the primary purpose of our uh, relationships is is romance in the past mm-hmm. it was like the primary reason that men and women got together was so they could procreate and build families and create and basically contribute to society and, and just continue carrying on the human race right mm-hmm. that continues to be a big part of it and when you so you create this environment in which children can come and you know now we've got the mclaughlin family and the mclaughlin family is my wife and i and these two little boys you know, it's like you you start seeing it's just like yes, this is this is so much bigger than me and just wanting to be with this one individual person. I'm kind of building something mm-hmm. that needs to be solid. You know, it can't just be like you know what I um, I met this other person and you know we're having a real good time together. I'm just going to leave this the this situation behind. You guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that that's one of the rewards. One of the rewards is this is this family and this this legacy. It's not easy. There's absolutely nothing right. about it that's easy. It would probably just be easier to just be a bachelor, uh, a George Clooney that moves from one lady to the next. You know. Uh, so I mean, for me, a big reward is just I I feel like there's something bigger than me happening here. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you talk about the oh, I'm moving on to the next person now. I mean, that's what my dad did. Mm-hmm. when I was two. And I don't want to recreate that, you know? I mean, he had a tough road after that. And so did I mm-hmm. as a kid. You know, I don't want to give that to, I want to build something different, you know? And so I think that I was very um, calculated and very scientific about my approach to engagement and mm-hmm. seeing marriage as this huge threshold that uh, it this means something that I'm going to change I'm going to change the pattern that was set by my dad mm-hmm. and I'm going to set the foundation to create, to build something like what Brett, like what you were talking about that is tremendously rewarding and ultimately doesn't create all these painful barriers that I had to come overcome as a kid to right. become who I am. In one sense, I'm thankful for those things. It made me who I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's exciting and it's rewarding to to say to have the prospect of teaming up with somebody, a wife, and saying, "I'm going to build this thing that has other little people that then get bigger." And you have to reprimand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, I, you I, do. It is the uh, the the partnership that's interesting because uh, there was a time where I thought, like, oh, okay, I want uh, a woman that's like. She's doing the big, like she's she's like a businesswoman, or she's out there doing all these things, uh, because that's like that's what you do. You got to work for it, and uh, I don't want like a house housewife or anything. And then I'm like, I, I realize like if Lindsay didn't have my back and she w- didn't play the support role, I would crumble. Mm-hmm. I would fall apart. And I think the re- the thing that pushes me is it's real. 
I mean, this is awesome, and I like talking to you guys, and I actually dig the podcast because we get to, like, shoot the and have, like, real moments. That was going to be the name of the podcast for a while. what? Real moments or shoot, shoot the, the <laughs> Shoot the moments. But we didn't feel like it you know. would, you know, go over well with our audience, so we... They're like, but we, it doesn't we, make sense. We called it Ear Biscuits. Ear Biscuit. Is that what it is? Yeah, it <laughs> That's is. fantastic. <laughs> we, Why we not? haven't told you yet, yeah. Welcome to Ear Biscuits. <laughs> See, but then, then my mind goes to a completely not... Uh, real place and i'm like oh well the merchandising on that <laughs> like like it's literally like all my successes that i get like when i go to any stupid la party and i get props for i'm just like cool thank you and it might be because it's like we're years in and and i don't, I don't want to sound like i'm just like blase about a position it's just that it's just we're creating things and and the the, the real moments from it are when when we get to meet people at like VidCon and stuff like that. But other than that, it, it is this weird, not real thing for me, like 90% of the time. If I'm not like pushing a, a Lee Newton or, or or a Joe Beretta and hoping to create something for them, it's just, it's this machine that I'm a part of, which has done very well by me and it gives me, gives me opportunities. But like a family, that sounds awesome. Like human beings, like I was, what I found out or what I thought I found out, I was like, oh, I'm not a, broken person and i'm not gonna die alone even though i'm gonna raise this thing it'll probably put me in a nursing home you know like that's where my mind went and i don't know i was just like okay real life's happening real life is happening and it's not just this game that i do uh on the internet and that was i think that was where i was like okay this is this is life i want to live life Mm -hmm. and and have people around me well we wish you continued success on the business front and on the personal front and uh yeah, let us know when the babies start coming. Oh, yes. Well, there it was, our conversation with Phil DeFranco. Candid. And I w- how would you describe it? Raw at points there. I mean, talk about it. The guy has an amazing life. You know, I feel like he he, he wanted to apologize a few times about his story, but, I mean, I had no idea. Maybe I should have like read Wikipedia or something before we talked to him. No, that's just, that's the fun in having the conversation. And thank you for being a part of it. Um, we're gonna do this again next week. It's another conversation with another person. Can we say who it is? Well, I, don't, I guess we. I don't we should be know non-committal. If we, if we know who it is, they might they may back out after it's hearing all this. lined up. But it it will happen. And if for some reason you have not seen any of Phil's work, check out the Philip DeFranco show on YouTube. He's also uh, the man behind SourceFed and SourceFed Nerd. You know. Go check it out if you haven't. and Check it out again if you have. Alright. You can hear us next week or see us on other places in the meantime.